Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. Now, the National Environment Agency says on its website that food waste accounts for about 12% of the total waste generated in Singapore. It's often overlooked that food waste that is not drained out from plastic food packaging will contaminate other recyclables in the blue recycling bins and end up even compromising the recycling outcomes of these other items. Dirty recyclables are, of course, of little value. Reducing food waste, Redistributing unsold or excess food and recycling treating food waste have become important components of our national waste management strategies to work towards Singapore becoming a zero waste nation. Think about the last time you threw out some food. Why? Did you overbuy? Did you not consider perhaps that food had expired? So, to enhance urban food security, the Resilient Cities Network has earmarked Singapore as part of 20 cities targeted in its movement to reduce and even repurpose food waste in our systems by the year 2025. So how can you start doing this at home? We're going to be finding out more now from Tan Shi En, founder and CEO of Easy Composter, and Gabriel Young, co-founder and CTO of Easy Composter. Hi guys, thanks for joining us today. Hello. Hi. Uh, so, yeah. let's talk Great. about this for a moment. In the first place, take us through that process of composting. I know there are various stages to this. Uh, so, uh, in short, composting is actually a method, or you can call it a natural process to recycle or repurpose the organic matters, can be leaves or food scraps into a valuable fertilizer. And there are different methods of composting, mainly aerobic, anaerobic and vermicomposting. Wow. So, in <laughs> okay. Singapore, yes, in Singapore, based on our surveys and communication with different neighbourhoods and community gardeners, we found out that most people are actually doing anaerobic and vermicomposting, mainly because they can close it so to prevent the smells and from coming out in the pest to go in. Mm. So, for easy composter, the method that we want to promote to encourage more communities to take part in is actually called Bokashi composting, which Theoretically, it's very easy. They can just add in almost all the food waste, excluding like the oil or the liquids, sprinkle the Bokashi brand powder, and seal it for about two weeks to six weeks, depending on the size and ingredients added, which is rather simple, quick, easy. And because it will be sealed, they don't really need to worry about the smell. And that's why we are trying to have a few workshops and develop a few maybe bin or games to encourage people to take part in composting bin. The thing is, hotels and restaurants are working on all of this, right, with on-site food waste treatment systems. And from 2024, there's even legislation for it. Large commercial and industrial food waste generators will be needed to segregate their food waste for treatment. Why did you choose to focus on individuals and households instead? So, we've actually got quite a lot of questions asking us about this. Like, F&B is a larger segment, why do one, why we want to go into household, which is so niche. But we realize that there are actually many, many efforts are targeting the F&B area. But when you take a look at the household individual levels, it's actually mainly just education or increasing of awareness because a lot of other people also think like it's a very small market, it's very niche. So if we don't go in, who else will go in to make it happen? Mm. Right? Mm. 
Now, this is an exercise for you in social entrepreneurship, I understand, Gabriel. How do you cover the entrepreneurship side of this? How do you make money? Ah, okay. Uh, For us, mainly we have a few things coming up then uh, in terms of events. So in terms of how we can make money is um, through that. That's one avenue. In the future, when we develop our software application, there will also be uh, different types of um, in-app finances that we can utilize to help um, our revenue generation as well. Mm. Okay, so this is something that certainly can be profitable, but are you profitable? (laughs) Or is this still just a labor of love for you? Uh, Well, I mean, everything has to start somewhere, right? (laughs) So for us, um, since we are still quite early development stage, um, a lot of things are are not um, set in stone yet. So actually, um, the application is still in development. And we're hoping to push it out by next year. Mm, Okay, okay. So tell me more about this. What exactly can we expect next year then? Uh, Next year, you can expect the application to be out. And we're also hoping to uh, gamify this application so that um, more and more people can be uh, involved in this uh, practice and of like being educated, being aware, being uh, able to buy, trade, sell, donate some of their goods and their compost. And then they also like gamification because we feel that um, if you gamify the platform, you know, we'll be able to attract more than just the standard enthusiasts who would be using the platform. We also want to get more people involved, right? We want to get like normal people who uh, go day by day to day, um, you know, just as well, uh, being involved in that as well, right? So, so that's one thing. Yeah, so for, then we also can involve more of the future generations because the game is just naturally more attract, quite attractive to the younger generation. So we can start to increase the awareness and make them to become more environmentally cautious to treat that to so the next generation can slowly contribute to the earth together in the future. Okay, let me ask you this. Why did the two of you decide to do this? You could have done so many other things with your life. Yeah, actually I get that question quite a lot. In fact, um my major is in computer science, right? So mm. um I could be, you know, interning at Google for example and earning quite a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. And people usually would ask me this kind of things but normally two main reasons um what why i why i do what i do today is because number one i dislike a nine to five job i really don't like the rigidity of that so i look towards entrepreneurship and second i believe that my position of privilege compels me to give back so it can be um anything really so from sustainability to like circular economy i just thought that this was this made the most sense for, for like a business perspective. You recently went to San Francisco and managed to interact with some successful founders there and talk to them about why they were able to encourage more households to be involved in composting together. Tell us more about what they're doing there. What are the, your key takeaways from others' experiences here? Mm, definitely. So um, one of the key insights that we got is uh, convenience. And I think it's a rather obvious fact that everybody knows, but it's actually very difficult to implement it into like products and um, implementing it into something that is useful for people. Because um, in, so for example, in US cities like Sunnyvale, 
there's a government arm for sustainability. They give out these little bins and biodegradable plastics to households. And all the people, all the residents need to do is really just separate their waste, throw it separately into that bin, and then that waste is collected by a garbage truck. And, mm. and off it goes. So from a consumer's point of view, you know, they don't really need to care about like what happens to the food waste, what happens to the, the trash that they throw out. All they know is, okay, all our... All they know is um, that they just need to separate the waste and everything else is handled by the system, the network. So convenience is really the key here. Mm. Because um, here, in, really in Singapore, it's, it is a bit different, right? In Singapore, it's not as convenient, would you say? Right now, there are a couple of um, initiatives, like ground up initiatives by the government, by different uh, companies. So, for example, there's this um, compost bin this large compost bin that the government has put like in, in places like Bona Vista, right? And, you know, people really have to like separate their food waste and then like bring it down their HDB flats or bring it down their, their houses and then walk to that place to dis- deposit their food waste in, in this big bin. So right now, I guess it's not as convenient as it should be. And uh, we're also trying to think about like some ways to really... Uh, make things easier for for people. Hmm. What do you think can be done in order to lobby for government agencies and companies, private enterprises here also, to make things easier so that people are more willing to recycle, so that people are more willing to at least separate their waste properly and ensure that it's done properly? Oh, that's a very interesting, interesting question, actually. But um, to be honest, we don't really need to um, lobby to too much because actually our government um, we have different MPs in different constituencies really doing that work for us already. They are already bringing up um, these uh, prevalent issues, environmental issues in in Parliament. So for example, uh, we spoke recently with uh, MP Louis Ng of Nisun uh, East, right? And he mentioned about how um, there are already many of these uh, initiatives that he's bringing up in, in Parliament. So that's very helpful for us, which means that there's one less thing that we need to do then. <laughs> okay. So talk yeah. to me about how in your sphere of influence, you try to get people to compost on their own, for instance. So Sha'an, maybe you could step in here. What are yeah. the sorts of t- tactics you need to do, you need to employ in order to convince people that this is something they should spend their time doing? I get that come with different parts. The first one is definitely the sense of satisfaction. When we tell, because we did a few, we did talk to some of the people, we say, as long as there's, the feedback they gave us is that as long as they feel they did contribute to the environment, they are willing to give it a try. So this is something that we can keep them starting to mm. start how to take part in this solution. The second part, how can we make them to continue doing this is the, is then the challenge. And that's why we are trying to come up with the application to come to reward their real-life sustainability action with in-game currency because monetary reward will never be enough. We, never, we are unable to have so much money to keep rewarding people for this. Mm. But if you can award them with in-game currency, then they can use the currency to build their virtual lives, to connect with other people, to get more satisfaction. This is something that we want we can help them to keep them motivated and in the end create a long-lasting, sustainable impact. Mm. Let me ask you this. What do people do with the compost at the end of the day? What do they use it for in the Singapore context? In Singapore context, so 
for some community gardeners, they will just use a compost mm. to plant. Then for some neighborhood gardeners, urban gardeners, urban gardeners in short, they will use it to plant. Like we spoke to one person, she used she make her own compost and used to plant her own tomato and chili. Right, then if right. she has access, mm. she will give to neighbors who say, hey, yeah, I don't mind to use it to try planting. And that's how they influence their neighborhoods to come up, come together to contribute to mm. this environment, sustainable action together. But we also realize that through speaking with other people, like in Singapore, there are actually quite a lot of compost in the end up unused. They have to distribute to other areas mm, or see. in the end, they just have to just throw away or pass to national park to better utilizing it. Mm. So I guess it's also going to be a challenge if let's say we are able, really able to get more communities to take part in composting. Mm. How should we reprocess them to make it useful and giving the food waste a new lease of life? Mm, exactly. In the first place, I think people should be encouraged not to waste food, right? So don't overbuy yeah. and stuff like that. So what are you doing in terms of you know getting to the heart of the problem, which is avoid food wastage altogether? So, uh, first initiative is uh, about July. We did a workshop to teach people how they can learn overbuy, how they can utilize more most of the in food ingredients, so less food waste we produce. Then, secondly, we also consider with the we through our application as well. We want them to able to connect to neighborhoods that if they have going to expire food that is unused, clean, they can speak with the people nearby to say to give them so they can better utilizing it. And I know that there are also other applications doing it as well. For example, Next Block and also the Oreo, which is a foreign company who are trying to enter the Singapore market as well. Right, right. So, so something- avoid it altogether so that you don't have so much to compost at the end of the day <laughs> as well. Uh, so what's next? Uh, you talked about an application that's coming out next year. But in terms of getting buy-in and making sure that people stay on board, aside from an app that gamifies the whole process, what more do you think needs to be done in order to get more Singaporeans on board? Uh, this is a good question. So for this it's also one of the reasons why we are trying to develop this software because, as you can see, there are more and more initiatives coming up to tackle the same problem. So if we can treat this mobile app as a centralized platform to put all these solutions together to here to look for their communities and the communities to just need to come to one platform to see when and how and where they can contribute to the environment whenever they are free, to, offer, to look for events, products, or even services. So this is something that we are looking to solve with the mobile application in the future. But for now, how we can get more people to take part in this is just through our connections, through our events, and also trying to have some workshop and mini games to engage the students to start to increase the awareness, make them become more environmentally conscious. So in the future, problems can slowly be reduced. Thank you very much for that, guys. Really appreciate your time today. Tan Shen and Gabriel Yang from Easy Composter. Thanks for joining us on Primetime. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.